Hey guys, it's Dr. J. And Apostle Sherman. And we are so excited that you have tuned in for this week's message. We pray that it blesses you and helps to transform your life and the direction that God has for you. Enjoy the message. Amen. Be seated. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. Amen. You led us with a new anointing this morning. We thank God for Sheree Ravenel. I mean, congratulations, Pastor Byron and Sheree. Mighty God. Amen. I've been on the wall for this thing for quite some time. And I thank God for the breakthrough. I mean, what a beautiful ceremony. I mean, it was amazing. I've never seen the power of God like that except at my wedding. That in any other, other wedding? <laughs> it was so beautiful. And we're so happy for you all. Isaiah chapter 9. More to come. More to come. I heard the Lord saying that. That wasn't a game. More to come. Many more to come. Uh, all right. Isaiah chapter 9 in verse number 6. The Bible says, for unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given. The government shall be upon his shoulder. His name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, um, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it and establish it with judgment and justice, from that time forward, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform it. I want to minister a message uh, today entitled, Built for It. Built for It. Thank you very much. Last week, we started this brand new series, Born, and the Lord rocked us uh, with a message called, Born for It. Where the Lord began to give us a very clear understanding that each and every one of us we're born with a unique call, a unique destiny, and that there is literally a people, a kind, a type that's been waiting for us to manifest who we've been called to be. Uh, we were born with certain things locked on the inside of us, things that God has designed for us to be and to do. Uh, ways of operating, certain cultures and, and ideas, we were born with it locked on the inside of us. So we're taking this journey through the life of Jesus and his birth. We found ourselves in Isaiah chapter 9, where as we said last week, this is the prophet Isaiah about 700 years before the birth of Jesus, prophesying who he would be what he would be, and how he would manifest. One of the things I loved about this entire story is that God began to talk about um, the fact that a child is born, but the son is given. That each and every one of us are born into this earth, but each and every one of us are given as a gift to whatever space that we've been designed for and to. As we go back to our text today in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, the Bible says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. Here's the next part that we want to focus on today. And the government will be upon his shoulders. And the government will be 
upon his shoulder. Interesting times that we are in right now. And I think a lot of us, when we hear government, we are thinking about it from our westernized mindset. We're thinking about from our language. And right now, there's a lot going on in government. Glory to God. Um, there's an exchange or not exactly an exchange of power that's happening in our nation. And Sometimes we find that um, we will begin to form our ideas of how God manifests through what we're seeing in and around us. And I want you to know that even in the scripture today, when the Bible begins to talk about government, it's not talking about, it is not at all talking about the idea of what you're seeing or the structure or the systems of uh, authority and power that rules nations. That's not what it's talking about. But what it's talking about, the Hebrew word there is Mizra. And, and the idea that it's giving you is dominion. Dominion. Uh, it, it, when you hear the government shall be upon his shoulder, I want you to hear it differently now. I want you to hear dominion being upon his shoulders. The truth is, when you think about it from the westernized mentality, governments rise and fall. Governments are, are here today and gone tomorrow. I don't want you looking at this at all through the eyes of anything you've ever seen, uh, who you voted for and what you believed for and what you thought and who would come into place. This is talking about the dominion of God being upon the shoulders of this child that was born, this son that is a gift. Dominion. Then when I begin to think about dominion, dominion, I take a trip to Genesis. I take a trip to Genesis, and, and I remember that even in Genesis, what God was doing with Adam and Eve, he was giving them a lesson of dominion, and uh, he, he was giving them an area where they had rulership. He gave them an area that they were supposed to, the Hebrew word, shamar. They, 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 they had an area that they were supposed to hedge around about as thorns. They had they were supposed to protect that area. They had a job to make sure that as they had dominion, sometimes when we think dominion, we think just rule and authority. But dominion also, uh, you want to think stewardship. That God is giving me some area, some space to steward. And so when, when, when God began to talk to Adam and Eve, he gave them a space called the garden that they were supposed to to have dominion, the Bible says. Uh, that dominion means they were supposed to steward it. Now, they stewarded it incorrectly. Because if they had shamarred it properly, what was trying to get in would have never gotten in. Yeah, what, what I'm saying is, yes, Satan was cast down for sure, but they gave them access not to the garden, they gave them access to their hearts. Like, uh, the devil can skirt around all he wants to, but I don't have to give him access to anything in my life. Adam and Eve, the big problem was not as much as they weren't on guard of the garden. They weren't on guard for their hearts. And they didn't properly uh, 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 really handle the dominion that God had given them both over the, ter the terra firma, but also over their hearts itself. And so God wants us to remember the fact that when Jesus came into the earth, as the child that was born and the son is given, he was giving him dominion. He was giving him rule and authority, but he was giving him stewardship. This child was having stewardship in, in the earth. Um, when, we, when you use the word government, um, I, I want you to understand that that dominion involves a sense of royalty. A sense of royalty 
Write this down. Royalty, rule, and supremacy. Royalty, rule, and supremacy. Okay? This dominion also involves never changing authority. I want you to grab a hold of this. There's, there's, there's this idea that what God sets, no one can remove. Right? God set the sun. He set the moon. You can do whatever you want to do. You can't move that out the way. Okay? You, you can't shift that. You can't change that. He set that. And just like God set creation, he, he, he sets things in order in the earth realm. And when he sets those things in order, it cannot be removed. It cannot be shipped. Now, that ought to make you happy for those at home because that's good news to you. Because any area that God has set you in, nobody can take you out of it. Your opinion can't shift me. You can't shift me to go somewhere else to do something different. You can't make me get off the wall. That's been my statement recently in my time of prayer. I refuse to get off the wall. You can let weak, tired Oh, petty people, get you off the wall if you want to. But I made a decision. I will not come down there to where you are. I'm going to stay where I am. Can I tell you, I had to remind myself of my royalty all pandemic long and more recently that I have no business coming down there, being with poppers and having conversations that I should not be involved in. To speak to you is to make you think that I am down there on that level. No, I'm going to sit where he told me to sit and I won't even respond. I'm teaching good. Um, anyway, royalty rules, supremacy, never changing authority, power, and ability. That's what I want you to think about when you think about this dominion. Okay? I hope you're writing these notes at home. Again, I'm going to give it to you. It's a sense of royalty, rule, supremacy. Supremacy, never changing authority, power, and ability. And ability. ability. Sometimes government, government is sometimes symbolized as a key laid on someone's shoulder. A key laid on someone's shoulder. In Isaiah chapter 22 and verse 22, I would like to just teach today if you'll let me do it. In Isaiah chapter 22 and verse 22, it says this, then I will set the key of the house of David on his shoulder, on his shoulder. When he opens, no one will shut. And when he shuts, no one will open. Uh, involved in this dominion is this idea of this key. And this idea of this key is this ability to open and to shut. The ability to open and to shut. Um, you, the reason why this is important is because as you relate to God, as you relate to the Godhead, understand that the only place where the decision is made concerning what opens and shuts is done in the dominion that's on the Godhead. The only place, Sherman, what does that have to do with anything? No human really makes a decision on what can open and shut for you. Let me make it even more clear for you. A human in their authority that they have in the earth realm could decide that a door shuts for you and the door doesn't shut for you. If God says the door doesn't shut for you. Okay. Yeah. So, so the idea is you can go to a particular space and they say no. 
But if God said yes about it, I could hear Cardi B right now. <laughs> if you know, you know. Um, and and, and it, 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 is, it is so important for you to understand. They can shut it. They can say it's close to you. They can tell you no. But if God said yes, it's not no. What God will do is, and I've seen him do it before, he'll fire somebody. You'll come back and find out that the person you talked to before no longer works here. If they don't align themselves with the plan of God concerning you, God will move them out of the way. So you haven't understood how important you are. This is about the expansion of his kingdom in the earth. And he has to have you seated in certain places in order for his kingdom to be expanded. So an ignorant person can say no to you and God step in and say, it is what I said and it will not be any other way but what I said and move them out of the way. I need you to type in the comments, what's mine is mine. Come on, do it. I want you to say in the room, what's mine is mine. We're just talking about dominion. This dominion that was upon this child that was born, this son that was given. It's the key of the house of David. Can we talk about that really quickly? I think it's so amazing that God encourages us that we can be who we've been called to be even though we're jacked up. What's the intentionality of God to have Jesus be born out of the lineage of jacked up David? I don't know if you thought, if you thought about it like that. He, God had to be really intentional to say, I'm going to raise up uh, my son in the earth. How powerful is that? Through the lineage of David. David the whore. David the liar. David the conniver. But that same David was the same one who would find himself laid out before the Lord. He had conversations with God like, whatever you do, please don't take your spirit from me. Don't let your brokenness convince you that you can't rule and reign. Y'all quiet in here. Grace was moving and we were seeing grace happen even as Jesus was, God was designing who and what lineage that Jesus would come through. It was an extension of the grace of God before the New Testament era was even there. God was showing you grace at work. I'll, I'll take a man who is jacked up beyond understanding and I'll drop the seed of my son in his lineage and I'll birth it forth because there will be a people that I will need to talk to in 2020 who is aware about their brokenness, their issues, and their problems. And I would need to remind them that I'll still, if you'll be a man that will lay prostrate before me, if you'll be a man and woman of great repentance, if you'll be ones that say, Lord, even though I'm messed up, jacked up, and I make bad decisions, and I do dumb stuff, I'm going to lay myself before you. Don't take your spirit from me. Ah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I want to I, I I cause for Jesus to be born out of the lineage of the jacked up so they can know that I'll do something uniquely powerful through them even though they're cussing, they act a fool. I'll still use them. Don't want to say amen. You don't want to say amen too loudly because you don't want people to know it's touching you like that. You don't want people to know how jacked up you really are. But I'm a real prophet, and I can see all around this room, and I can see through that camera right there to your house, and I can see so clearly you messed up. 
messed up. And it's the fact of the trying to hide. See, the power of how messed up you are, that's the strength of your anointing. We have been trying to make this thing seem like we did it so often that we are secretive about how messed up we are. But if you would be honest about how messed up you are, God will get more glory. I can't hear you. The more you tell the story, the more glory he's going to get. We know you a whole fornicator. Go on and be honest about it. It was through the house of David. It was through the house of David. Isaiah 22 and 22. I hope I'm helping somebody. If this is blessing you at home, just type in the comments, this is blessing me. Isaiah 22 and 22. Then I will set the key of the house of David on his shoulder. So the sign, the sign of, of a key being upon the shoulder is this idea of military rank. Okay? It was an ensign worn on the shoulders. We see this in Navy. We see this in all kinds of military. I want you to think about that when you think about dominion. I love not only what Isaiah 9 and 6 says, but to understand more about the dominion of Christ, we got to go backwards to Isaiah 9 and 4. There's a context there. Isaiah 9 and 4. And, 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 and it's easy, can I tell you, be very careful as you study the word. The spirit of error comes in because people pull verses out of context. Whole denominations born out of a scripture pulled out of context. People have preached whole words, people screaming, running, hollering, high-fiving. And it wasn't God because it wasn't in context. You understand the power of that. Have you had anybody ever repeat what you have said out of context? It happens to me all the time. Um, people will take something I said, which alone by itself could definitely hurt somebody, mess somebody up, you know, especially me. You sound like me. I, I'm going to be in a whole lot of trouble. Stuff comes out of my mouth. And, 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 and sometimes we'll take a piece, somebody will take a piece of what you said, repeat it to somebody else. And it affects that individual's heart that it was repeated to in a way that it never had to if they had had full context. Could you imagine how many people are so messed up around the world because some preacher got up and repeated God's words out of context? Sermon, you're teaching well today. Thank you so much, sir. So for context purposes, Isaiah chapter 9 and 4, I love what it says to give you understanding of this dominion of Jesus. This is what it says. You shall break the yoke of their burden and the staff of their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor at the battle of Midian. So let's talk about this. This was, first of all, 700 years ahead, God was dealing with the current situation by giving a 700-year prophecy. I just want to frame that. These people were in a fight. They were in, a, they were in and under oppressors. God's response to them was to give them a 700-year prophecy. <laughs> that his response wasn't something that he was going to do tomorrow. They didn't know it then, but he was encouraging them through something that was going to happen 700 years down the line. But here's the beautiful thing, when we put this into context, is that God's dominion involves freedom. Right? God's Dominion involves freedom. 
We know that it was prophesied of Jesus, and the Bible said that the Spirit of the Lord uh, uh, is upon him because he, he was coming in the earth. And one of the things the Lord said that he would do is that he would, he would, um, he would uh, uh, set the captives free. He would set the captives free. In the dominion of God, there is the freedom from captivity. Okay? Somebody say dominion. 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 Uh, and, and, and I love this. Let's we're just walk through the word. John chapter 18, verse 36. John chapter 18, verse 36 expands that even more. It gives that kingly aspect of his dominion. It makes it clear that Jesus was talking in John 18, 36, and he said, my kingdom is not of this world. My kingdom is not of this world. My kingdom is not of this world. Okay? Would you, would you just say that out of your mouth? My kingdom is not of this world. Say it again. My kingdom is not of this world. Yeah, yeah. You can say that. Why? Because it is your kingdom. I, I know we've separated ourselves from God so much. We're like, no, it's God's kingdom. Well, if it's God's kingdom, and I'm getting ahead of myself, it's yours. The kingdom I represent is not of this world. And if I understand that, then I don't allow world systems and world ideas to control my responses. What we have been experiencing in 2020 in pandemic is the fight of response. Anxiety happens. Trauma happens. Stuff happens. Stuff always happens. It happened in 2020. It happened in 1981. It happened in 1956. It happened in, in 1920. It, 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 stuff happens. Stuff happens all the time. The issue and the, the, the sign that you have discipline is that you have garnered a powerful response. That what tries to come your way, you don't get moved by it because you understand that the kingdom that you come out of rules this earth realm. So even though something seems shifty right now, it can't shift me. Even, 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 even though, even though the, the financial system around the world seems shifted, my money is straight. I made a decision. I told you. I made a decision. I will not join in with this foolishness. As a matter of fact, I'm going to capitalize on the problems that are happening in the world. Yeah, in a time where people are going down, I'm about to buy the biggest house I ever bought. I did. I'm going to step in and I'm going to get what's mine. I'm going to stack my coins and I'm going to be great and I'm going to be wonderful in the midst of a doggone pandemic. Huh? I promise the devil this. Fool, you touch my family, you're going to pay. I promise him I'm going to gloat in your face. I'm going to win so bad and then laugh at you, you idiot. I promised the devil that I would make his kingdom suffer because he should have never let his finger come nowhere near me because I'm the kind of, ooh, almost used the word, that will cut your finger off. There is a kingly aspect. The Bible says the kingdom is not of this world. It's not of this world. We are called out of the world and into the kingdom of God. Is this good to you today? So we, we've got this idea of government. When you think government, you should think what? Thank you, Pastor Julia. Uh, let's just try this again. When you think government, you should think? I want you to type it in online. I asked you a question. Don't be rude. When you think of government, you should think of? Dominion. But it's interesting 
that the Bible says the government would be upon his shoulders. His shoulders. Why? Why not his ankles? <laughs> why not his knees? Why? Why? Why the shoulders? Have you, you, what I found out is that revelation comes in asking the text questions. And, 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 and in my study time, I, I really wanted to know why the shoulders? Why, 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 why the shoulders? The, the Hebrew word is sakin, and, and, it, and, um, and it designates, get this please, not just shoulders, but also the upper part of the back. Can we talk a little bit? So, uh, so it's not just the shoulders. It's the upper part of the back that the government is being placed upon. Full dominion on the shoulders of Jesus. Full dominion on the shoulders of Jesus. When I was uh, uh, preparing, I could, I could hear a song. My, my two-year-old... Two um, Sherman, he, he watches something, and, and, and the song goes, head, shoulders, knees, and toes, knees, and toes. Head, shoulders, knees, and toes, knees, and toes. Eyes, and ears, and mouth, and nose. Head, shoulders, knees, and toes, knees, and toes. And so I was hearing it, and something hit me that upon the shoulders, there is always a head. It had to be the shoulders because God wanted to give you the revelation of headship. 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 So now we get another revelation of dominion. Dominion equals headship. Headship. Now I want you to be very careful with this because what I found out in the world is that people don't like headship. Because when you think headship, you're talking rulership. You're talking authority. And everybody wants to feel like we are all the same. Everybody wants to feel like we're all the same. But somebody has to be the head. Some, 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 somebody, somebody has to be the head. Some, somebody has to be the head. And, and, and what I love about the head is that if you really press into headship, and if we're going to take and use the same pictures that the scripture is using, inside of every head, there is a what? A brain. Walk with me for a minute. Inside of every head, there is a brain. When you think of headship, I want you to think of strategy. So we got dominion. We got dominion that's sitting on the shoulders and the upper back of Jesus. This dominion is the concept of headship. And locked inside of headship is strategy. You cannot properly be ahead of anything without proper strategy. Can we talk leadership for a minute? That if you're going to be a leader, man of God, woman of God, whatever place, we can talk husband leadership, we can talk about industry leadership, we can talk about whatever it is. Do not call yourself a leader if you are lacking strategy. A part of the call to headship is strategy. The how to do and the when to do. 
I believe prophetically for many of you that are in this room and watching online, God is releasing to you fresh strategy as you embrace your call to headship. Somebody say you're preaching good sermon. It is important for you to understand the power of what you've designed to be. Now, if you think you're just another human, Kitty, you're going to miss it. You're going to miss it. If you think you're just another individual, Winston, you're going to miss it. No, you were called to a level of headship. The full dominion of God seated on the shoulders of Jesus. I'm going to make it come to your house in just a minute. These shoulders were powerful. Think about the shoulders of Jesus for a minute. These shoulders that lend strength to the weak and the sick. The same shoulders that bear our burdens. The same shoulders that picked up that cross and carried it on our behalf. It's the same shoulders that lean forward to pick up the falling one. These are the same strong soldiers, shoulders that we can hide behind as he defeats our enemies. It's the same shoulders to lay our head on when our heart aches. It's the same shoulders that shake with laughter as we delight in him. God's shoulders. What I love about this is that when you begin to talk about headship, dominion, and shoulders, Khadija, you've got to start seeing yourself. Remember I told you last week that you were the fulfillment of prophecy, that you were a word that became flesh. Do you remember me telling you that? And do you remember me telling you very clearly that not only were you a word that became flesh and dwelt among us, that you were a child, but you were a son that was born as a gift to whatever sphere of influence you were called to. Romans 8 makes it clear to us around verse number 16 and 17 that we are heirs, wait, joint heirs with Christ. I want to lay that out. Let's give you scriptural background for that. We are joint heirs with Christ, joint heirs with Christ, joint heirs with Christ. So if we are joint heirs with Christ, that means that each and every one of us have shoulders that God has given us in the sphere of influence he's called us to go into. And then there is dominion, government, that he's placed on our shoulders as the representative of Christ in the earth. And so every place I go into, I have to understand my shoulders, my ability to carry has nothing to do with how much I work out in the natural. And I do. But it does not have to do with that. It has to do with the supernatural ability that God has given me to carry what I'm supposed to carry. I need you to type into the comments right now, I've got shoulders. Not only do you have shoulders, but remember that government, that headship, that dominion that God has given Jesus, he's given you in whatever place you've been designed to operate in. So when I sit at the desk, I don't sit as just a man. I sit as a man that has shoulders with dominion on top of it. Huh? I, I, and I can carry this weight that's been sent. I've got to move. I've got to move. There's three things. Just three, and then we're going home that I want to help you with today to bring this home to you. And, and here's the first thing that I want to share with you. Here's the message now. Here's the message. Uh, the first thing that I want you to write down, and I want you to write it down, uh, um, I want you to write it down like this. There's more to me than meets the eye. Write that down. There's more to me 
than meets the eye, than what meets the eye. Let's say that again. There's more to me than what meets the eye. It's more to me than what meets the eye. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. It's the, it's the beautiful expression of humanity and divinity at the same time. We've been given the gift of humanity, but that gift of humanity is not to overpower our divinity. A matter of fact, the divinity has to be the aspect that is stronger, strengthened, and being more aware of than the humanity itself. When we lack devotion, I'm going to go back there again, you lack revelation of your divinity. You, you like, we, we say it kind of like this, the, the, the one you feed is the one that grows. We've talked about that before. And if the only thing you're feeding is your humanity, you will be more aware of your humanity than you will of your divinity. Uh, the, the, the clear understanding that there is divinity that you're carrying on the inside of you. You, 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 were, you, were, you were born out of the heavens. You were born out of divinity, and God wrapped you. Um, he wrapped you. He swaddled you, if you will, in the flesh that you have on you today. There is more to you than what meets the eye. If you don't grab a hold of there's more to you, no one else will believe there's more to you. What I found is that people want you to believe in them more than they're willing oftentimes to believe in themselves. Believe my assignment this morning is to strengthen you in the faith realm to believe there's really more. There's really more. When you understand there's really more, then you move into this idea. I think I mentioned it last week. I talk about it so much, so I'm not sure, of limitless. That in whatever space that God has called you to be, there is no limits. That you can hit these goals that God gave you. And the reason why you can hit it is because there's more to me than my flesh. There's supernatural ability operating on the inside of me. I love seeing people win in their different places. I'm, I'm watching people in our congregation create things and, and uh, start things and, and move into things. And, and I'm sitting on the sideline rooting them on uh, uh, like a cheerleader with a short skirt just saying, go, go, go. Uh, uh, because I, I'm amazed by it. one of our partners, uh, 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 Rikita, she just wrote a book and she just sold 100 copies. And, and some people would be like, 100 copies? Yeah, that's big. I know a bunch of self-published authors don't sell jack. And, 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 uh, and, and, and I'm telling you, to see her do that, I'm on the side rooting. I'm on the side saying, go, do it. You can become why? Because there's more to you. There's more to you. There's more to you than what meets the eye. People would think that you're just what you went through, but there's more to you. People could think you were just that experience, but there's more to you. They could think you're just another man, but there's more to you. There's more to you. There's more to you. A matter of fact, if you're in the room, look at somebody. Keep your droplets to yourself, but tell them there's more to you. If you're online, just type into the comments, there is more to you. What if you woke up tomorrow morning believing that? And when you came to the table to create, you didn't create out of your humanity. You created out of your divinity. Can I talk to writers that receive writer's block? The only reason why you receive writer's block is because you write out of your humanity. And I talk to creatives that are sitting down to make this and to make that and get a block. The reason why you're getting a block is because you're creating out of your humanity. 
When you create out of your divinity, you understand I have no limits. There is no shortage of ideas. There, there, there is. Uh, are y'all hearing me here today? There, there, I, I, it comes to me freely. What if you begin to confess that? What if you begin to confess? What if you begin to say that over yourself? Ideas and resources and money flows to me freely. <laughs> that nothing can stop. Nothing can stop it. Well, you remember when he was creating in Genesis? He stopped when he wanted to stop. You know, he stopped when he wanted to stop. And the only reason why he stopped was to show you how to get some rest. That's the only reason. God could have kept on going if he wanted to. There was endless power and endless ability to create. And I want to prophesy to about 100 people that there's something coming upon your life, that, that endless possibility. Uh, the limitless life is about to be released on you because there's more to you than meets the eyes. There's dominion that you have. There's headship that you have that God has placed upon your shoulders. Here's the second thing, and I'm almost done, is your God design is not too heavy. Uh, I want you to type it as yourself. My, my God design is not too heavy. My God design is not too heavy. What do I mean by God design? Your purpose, your destiny is not uh, too heavy. You're built for it. Can, can we talk for a minute? You're built for it. One of the main things the enemy wants you to do as I, uh, as I get ready to close soon is this, is that he wants you to be, again, more aware of your humanity. And so if you become more aware of your humanity, you'll start feeling like the call is too heavy. But remember, he gave you shoulders and an upper back to be able to handle everything that you're supposed to carry. The things that God designed for you to carry are not supposed to feel heavy. I got scripture for it. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 11 verse 30, it says, my yoke is easy. And my burden is light. The heavy lifting that you're feeling is because you're allowing yourself to be more aware of your humanity than your divinity. When you begin to grab a hold of this idea of your divinity, there comes, and it's coming upon your life. I feel that. I'm prophesying to you. It's coming on your life. There's coming a fresh level of ease. I'm not telling you that there's not going to be warfare, but you don't even war. Your warfare is about to look different. Because when you understand warfare correctly, you understand that you have already won. You're just walking this thing out. So I'm not moving in warfare in an undecided way. Are y'all kidding this? So many of us are in warfare trying to figure out if we're going to win. Are you getting this? There's a whole nother level of ease when I fight knowing I've already won. Right? So, so it's, almost, it's, almost like, it's almost like the dancing of wrestling. I'm talking about WWE. We, we all know it's fake. Glory to God. And it is all choreography. Somebody said, what? <laughs> this is playing around. Uh, we all know it's choreography. I want you to think about every time you're in warfare, I want you to think it's choreography. I'm just moving. I'm just operating. I'm shifting, going this direction, but I've already won this. 
I'm going here, I'm going here, so I move with ease now. I'm no longer stressing, sweating, and I'm tripping. <laughs> I, I'm no longer stressing. I'm no longer in that place. I'm just moving. I'm just moving. And why? So then now, as I operate and I function through life, I'm not functioning with so much stress. Part of the reason why you are so tense in your natural shoulders is because you haven't had the revelation of the spiritual shoulders. I'm talking to people really right now in this room. Well, you are tense as I don't know what in your shoulders because you are tripping over life. But when you begin to understand that God has given you supernatural shoulders and an upper back that can handle every single thing that's been sent your way, you're built for it. You're built for it. Your God design is not too heavy. It's not too heavy. You can handle it. You can handle it. And then thirdly, play Byron, the third thing that the Lord wanted me to tell you is that God has given you the gift of responsibility. I want you to type it as God has given me the gift of responsibility. One of the things that they told me when I was first starting to plan a church almost 11 years ago, be 11 years on January 10th, um, this is what was said to me, don't preach responsibility. This was told to me by a pastor that had been pastoring for years. Don't, don't, treat, don't, don't, don't teach or preach responsibility because people don't want that. They don't want, they, they don't want to hear responsibility. They don't want to walk in responsibility. Here's, here's, here's the thing about that statement. He's right. He was right. People don't want responsibility. He was wrong to think you couldn't shift the culture of people. See, see the, the power of, of God's word is that it has the ability to take you from one place and deliver you to a next one and change your way of thinking and operating and bring you into a high level of functionality. And I believe that you've got to see responsibility as a gift and stop running from it. When God put dominion God put the government upon the shoulders of Jesus. He was giving him responsibility. As God sends you into this world and into the space that he's built you for, he's giving you responsibility. Can I caution you? Stop running from it. I was talking to the prophetic community at our church yesterday, and I was telling them about the power of, of no. The power of restrictions. I'm not talking about the know of men. I'm talking about the know of God. When you begin to hear no, it ought to make you smile because it's, it's letting you know that God is trusting you with something. He wants you to be careful on how you navigate and how you operate. The know of God will communicate responsibility. Forming something in you. I'm doing something in you that I haven't done before, and so I've got to make sure you're not going every place and doing anything. And oftentimes, when you begin to look and measure other people's lives, and you're seeing, Jennifer, where they get to go and what they get to do and how they get to be, and you don't get to do it, it'll make you feel like responsibility is a burden. But responsibility is the greatest gift, one of the greatest gifts God has ever given you. You've got to stop running from responsibility. You've been designed to be a part of world change. System shifts. Cultural renewal. 
You've been designed by God to be a part of that and to make that happen. And you can't do it. You can't do it. You cannot do it without embracing responsibility. You want to go and start a business, but many of us want to start it without responsibility. You want to you fulfill a part of your cultural call, but you want to do it without being responsible. But God said, I've given this world to your stewardship. Earth is groaning, moaning for the manifestation. Sons unto us. Child is born unto us. Son is given. You were built for this. And the reality of how you were designed and how you were built is about to infiltrate your very being. And I believe that your eyes are about to see your life in another way. This word today is not just any old kind of word. I would caution you to go home and watch it again. I would caution you to go over your notes again because I need you to understand you were built for everything that comes your way. You will not lose. You will not go under. You will not falter. You will not fail. As the prophet of God to your life, I tell you, you were built for this. And as you step into this reality, things are shifting in and around you because the only limits you experience are the limits in your belief. When your belief begins to line up with what he said about you, everything's going to shift. Your family's going to shift. I want to talk to some husbands because I feel an anointing for it today. God's saying he needs you to believe. He needs you to believe you were built for it. There are husbands that are watching, and even husbands in this room, that have been struggling with, the, with, that, uh, with that position and that call of husband. It's feeling like you won't make it through. Feeling like you don't have the ability to leave. You were built for this, man. You were built for this. You were built for this. I can hear men saying right now, I don't, I don't, I never had a dad. I never had a, a healthy husband in front of me. What am I doing? I'm trying to figure out. You were built for this. Yeah. You were built for this, man. And, uh, and, and you're not just going to do well. You're going to win bigger than anybody has won in your entire bloodline. You're about to win at this husband thing. You, The only limits is the belief that you've allowed to come in, that you're not called to win in this way. Sir, sir, you're, you're about to win. You're, you're, you're going to see ah, the prosperity of God come upon your life. Your shoulders are made for it. You are built for it. You, you, you are built for it. I want to talk to some business person that's feeling like they should put the business plan down and not, not follow what they felt like God had originally told them to do. Here's the word of the Lord to you. You are, are built for it. it. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And, and because of the dominion, the headship, the strategy that God has released to you, there is an awakening that's beginning to happen. And fresh ideas is coming. They're coming to you. They are coming to you. You you, sir, ma'am, you are built for this. You are, you are made for this moment. 
I want to talk to every man and woman of God who's been feeling the call to preach the gospel. And some of them, uh, you, you've been feeling like, God, how do I step out into this? And, and Lord, I, I don't know if I can be your, your spokesperson. And, uh, but I hear the Lord saying to tell you today, you're built for this, man. You're built for this, lady. You're built for this. God, God's designed you to walk in this grace and anointing. And, and, and this is the hour, hallelujah, that you're beginning to arise and walk in it. And so now I cancel defeat in the name of Jesus. Help me pray in the room. Stand. I cancel defeat right now in the name of Jesus. I thank you. Oh, oh. I thank you for your liberty and your freedom that's moving all across, oh God, this globe. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you for what you are doing. I thank you, Lord, for how you're moving. I thank you, Lord. You are shifting them, my God. You are shifting them. Lift your hands. There is a shift. Ah, yes. There is a change, my God. There is a move. That's happening. Your belief system, your belief system, your belief system is shifting. Yeah. Your belief system is shifting. Yeah. Your belief system is shifting. There's, woo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Believe again. Trust again. You're going to walk in what God designed for you to walk. Wow, that was amazing. Agreed. We want you to stay connected with All Nations San Bernardino. Do not let the uplifting stop here. Join us on Facebook or Instagram for more amazing content. We want to connect with you. And guess what? If you're in town or even out of town, come visit us at All Nations San Bernardino all the way live.